This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey guys, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. How is everybody doing? Let's get right into it today because we are joined from Utah by Riley Gerber from Below Deck, seasons six and seven. Hey, how are you? How are you? Now, you're telling me you're not good with technology, but you know what? You figured this all out really quickly. Well, I was very, you know, click one link, you're right, and then go from there. But I just hate when I have to like, research something i'm not good at it i just want to know and dive into something and get it done (laughs) me too listen even though i have a podcast i have a lot of help behind the scenes and i am not good with any of the technology either and if there's any bumps in the road i run for cover you mean you have a team behind you that's actually like uplifting and positive and encourages you to do well and succeed i wouldn't know what that's like (laughs) oh you're oh you're bringing it today right I bring it every day. That's why I'm so excited to sit down with you. And by the way, Miss Gina that hooked you and I up says she wants me to say hi to you. Oh, well, Gina is amazing. She's been so supportive of me. I love her. And yes, so, you know, hi. Hi to both of you. (laughs) Hi to you. But yes, she says hi. And yes, I do have a team that, you know, they lift me up. they, They make me happy. They help out with things. And you just, I guess to jump right into it, you didn't feel like you had that on Below Deck. I don't know what it is about Below Deck, but, you know, I mean, this last season wasn't any different for me than the first season because I, I still had Ashton there. And Ashton, you know, there's there's always that magic of editing, but you can't highlight people to be anybody that they're not, you know? Totally. So, I mean, I'm mouthy, I'm feisty, I'm all that, but he's an asshole and he was both seasons. And so I'm glad, you know, the last season they they showed a little bit more of that. How did you, like, where are you from? I don't even know really, you know, your story. Like, where are you from originally? And, like, how'd you get into yachting? Uh, Okay, so I'm born and raised in Alaska. Well, partially raised. I moved to Florida when I was going into high school. My my mom and stepdad opened a bed and breakfast. And and then I kind of got stuck down there with high school and college and then entered into real estate and and then kept going back and forth. So I, I really... When I started going back to Alaska, um, I got into fishing more so on a professional level versus just recreational and thought I'd chase fish for a living versus, you know, sit in an office. And I think that with that kind of background, of course, you know, Below Deck is is on the ocean. So they want people with that kind of background and, and experience and you know, I had a different kind of experience to bring to the table, and I think it meshed well with reality TV, and and that's how I came to yachting. I never worked on a yacht prior to uh, season six and season seven. I only worked on fishing boats. Wow. What do you think of Below Deck Sailing Vessel? Have you watched it? Um, I saw a couple episodes. I'm on the road now. I, I'm on the road full time with a van I purchased, so... Um, one of the priorities is not cable TV. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but I'm like, I am a, a, I'm a Bravo junkie, right? Like I love it. Um, 
And with Below Deck sailing, I was kind of disappointed to see, like, Adam back. Because he doesn't seem like that kind of personality, you know, that you want to have on board. He seems, like, very into himself. And, you know, you can't be that way on, on deck. But I don't know him personally. <laughs> I'm probably, like, putting my foot in my mouth. Uh, but... I think that what I hear from reviews, I've met Ciara and Paget, and we've done an Instagram live together because they're into the van life. But um, from what I've seen of the reviews, I think I'd probably feel the same way as the fans do. I think there's a lot of clashing personalities and I think there's a lot of, of drama to be had. So, Being from Alaska, does everyone ask you if you know Sarah Palin? Yes, yes. I mean, you know, she is from Wasilla or she has a house in Wasilla, which is where my dad lives. Um, but I've never met her personally. I'm just assuming that that's what everyone asks you, you know? Right. No, I also don't ride a dog sled to school and I don't live in an igloo. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. How'd you get into this van life? Like, how did this come about? Well, I mean, I'm very much like an outdoors person. I love hiking. I love camping and obviously fishing. And, um, I had been for the last seven years when I, it was actually during the time I was engaged. Um, I decided to, you know, go back and forth to Alaska and, and do that via my MDX just because it was an easy way to carry every, everything in my belongings and my dog and experience, you know, cross country trips in America. Um, and so with that being said, you know, I've, I've been looking into a, a van, which is more and more up and coming in this day and age. And I finally bit the bullet and traded my car in for one. So wow. it's, it's like brand new. It's like a month old. Do you love it? I do. I mean, this is what I wanted. It's just easy for me. Uh, and since I'm not, I'm no longer engaged <laughs> and I'm not tied down anywhere. It's just the most conducive for my lifestyle. Um, I do a lot of traveling and exploring and I have a jewelry line where my pieces come from things that I, you know, procure in nature, um, i.e. dead animals <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> yes, which we're going to talk about. Yeah. So like, so being able to be on the road like this, it's just, again, it's just more conducive to my lifestyle. Were you always into like fishing and hunting, like growing up? Was it more fishing? Was it both fishing and hunting? Um, so my stepdad, he, he just recently passed, but he was the one that got me into fishing. He had a boat in Seward, Alaska. And when they married at the age of seven, um, we'd spend weekends down there and that was just my, my hometown growing up. So I, I got into fishing when my stepdad and my mom got married. And, but as for outdoors, my, my dad's been a huge part of why I love, you know, hiking and being out in the wilderness. That's nice. And then I noticed like online, like you get your, and listen, we all have our share of haters. Like you get your share of haters, like the people that are anti like fishing and anti hunting. What do you say to all of them? And how did that, I mean, like, was that, did you get that a lot before Below Deck or is it obviously, you know, you're more in the public eye now? Yeah. Well, I mean, am I allowed to cuss? <laughs> you could say whatever the fuck you want on this podcast. Okay, great. Because I don't give a fuck about the haters. Honestly, I don't understand why people feel the need to, you know, say how they think you should live in any respect that you do. Like, I'm not hunting your pet caribou. And if I did, then come at me. But, but for now, it's like, I get people that, and it's laid off a little bit, but it's, it's, 
you know, I don't go to some vegans page and tell them to eat more meat. You know, you do what you want to fucking do. Because totally. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And as long as I'm within my legal rights and I'm not hurting you or it's, it's all, I don't like to go into detail on my posts as to why I decided to go hunt. I mean, it's for every reason. It's, I love the fucking thrill of hunting. I, I utilize all of the animal. I eat the meat. I use the antlers and the skull. I create art out of it or, you know, what I think is art. And then, you know, it's helping conservation too. I mean, there's herds of wolves taking out, you know, or there's packs of wolves taking out herds of caribou. I mean, it's just, it's nature, you know, and it's been going on for years. And and when haters come to me and they have something to say, I I kindly tell them to shut the fuck up (laughs) for the most part. I don't enjoy hearing from them. I don't blame you. You know, I mean, I I kind of agree with you that everyone kind of gets to do, you know, like who's to say one person has the right to judge someone else. Right. Yeah. Which I feel like, I guess maybe that was always the case, but man, Instagram has really brought that to the forefront now, hasn't it? I just, I, you know, social media, like it's a, everybody knows this, you know, it, it, it's, there's pros and cons that come to it. And, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot that I receive uh, from the pro side of things as far as, you know, how social media treats me. And then when it comes to like somebody saying something that's just like hateful or, or, or rude, it's so funny to me because not even just hunting, you know, if somebody doesn't like me because of how I was portrayed on the show, you know, somebody wants to say, turn a gun on yourself or, you know, say, I mean, call me every nasty name in the book. How are you now any different than what you perceived of me on TV? So I like to, I like to call them out on it. Um, I really expect everybody to hold themselves accountable. I try to hold myself accountable in, in my actions. Um, and so when someone comes at me and, and calls me vile or disgusting or asks me for new pics and sends their own, like, it's like, I call them out on it. So I'm like, you are now no better than the person you're insulting. You yeah, know, it's, it's just, like hip- hypocrisy at its yeah. finest. It's, it's ridiculous. I think people are getting dumber by day. <laughs> Do you get a lot of dick pics? I mean, to that point. Oh God. Yeah. I have amazing. I have, it's so funny. I was, I I didn't even know I was accidentally saving pictures to Instagram. I didn't know you could do that. Like archive them. And apparently I guess I, I, I guess I knew this is where technology sucks for me. I guess I knew it one time. Right. So I had a collection and Instagram that said dick pics. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. I have amazing, I have an amazing collection. (laughs) I forgot who I was talking to the other day and somehow it came up some on like this someone from Bravo. And I'm like, I must be doing something wrong because I don't have any dick pics. So to everyone out there, like I'm, I'm here too. I got to tell you, this is so funny because uh, last year, Kate and I were talking about it from the show and she's like, I don't get any dick pics. I was like, you're fucking shitting me. Right. Like, I mean, Kate, you've been on the show for a while. Yeah. Like check your, you know, check your wants to send you a message DMs, right? Like, <laughs> so I had actually, if I can tell you like a quick story. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course you could. Oh God, it's We disgusting. have time, we have time. Okay, great. Tell me. So, so there's this guy, right, that was like badgering the shit out of me and just, you know, talking to me about his dick until finally he's like, he says this thing, he's like, have you ever seen a guy suck his own dick? And I was like, now you have my interest, right? Like, I would like to see that because I've never seen that before. <laughs> so I was like, 
you know, so that's my response. Normally I just ignore them until they keep, keep badgering me or, or interest me. And this guy, I said, you know, if you can do that, you need to go into the porn industry. And Kate had, yeah. And Kate had said to me that she never gets dick pics. So I was like, ready. I was waiting for this to come. I was like, I'm going to screenshot this. I'm going to send Kate her dick pic. We'll both be satisfied. It'll be great. Right. So he sends a video of, of, well, I'm assuming it's him sucking his own dick. (laughs) And I like, I got, it was the video. So it was really just kind of amazing to see right and so I take the screenshot and the funny thing is is you know I send it to Kate but I also was able to use that screenshot later when somebody asked me for uh, like titty pics right and I was like dude you know tune into season six I mean episode nine or whatever the fuck it was like I'm I'm having sex on national television so don't ask me for tit pics just go go enjoy television right so um Finally, he like kept up. He just kept badgering me. And so I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send this guy a picture. I'm going to make him open it first, right? Like you can't just open your message and see this picture. You have to click on the actual message. So he, I, I sent it to him after he asked me for like the 20th time. And it was the screenshot of this dude sucking his dick. And immediately it was like, I'm a vile cunt. I should burn in hell. How dare I? It was the funniest fucking thing that now I just do it to everybody that asks me. I like that. I like it. Well, that's the thing about like these internet trolls. Like the minute you give it back to them, they fucking run and hide and duck for cover. And it's like, Oh my God. And first of all, like, why are you DMing me with like, it's always like zero followers, it's like, okay, you created this account because you're, I mean, you show you're your face, man. With me. Right, exactly. Like, the, the amount of time this took, like, bravo, like. Oh, God, that's too much. Don't you even have to have, like, multiple email addresses? Like, you can't just create account. Like, these, this is like that show, like, Don't Fuck With Cats. Those are the people, I appreciate them finding that murderer, but those right. are the people you got to look out for. Seriously, the amount of time it takes, I'm like, I don't even understand how to do this. Like, what? It's too much. How'd you get involved in Below Deck? Like, then if you've never were on a yacht, I mean, like, obviously you were like Alaska fishing, it's related, but how did this even come about? Yeah, well, okay, so when I had, I mean, when Instagram was going off, like, I I was doing Instagram I mean, for I mean, I, it's so funny. Friends are like, I, I was your friend when you had two likes, you know, which is true. Like, I would post these pictures that I thought were really badass, like fishing pictures, you know, halibut bigger than I am. And I think, like, with, you know, I was following a, a lot of, like, Bravo stuff. So I'd watch it in my off-season. And um, I reached out to, like, casting, I think. But it was not until later that they got back to me and they were, like, through Instagram. And then they are like... Um, you, you know, they asked me my relationship status right off the bat. And at that time I was engaged and I actually kind of thought, I was like, oh, you know what? That's just more drama because I'm supposed to be behaving, you know, let's find out if she behaves. But also he was a chef. So I was like, maybe we can like team up, you know, now I see Paget and Ciara a team, but um, I had thought maybe that was something that we could do then. And that, that wasn't the case. They, I think they wanted me single. So they actually reached out to me a year later um, which I'm totally happy about because I, I think the season they wanted me on was the one with Jen, the the skinny little blonde. Yeah. She, I thought she was so boring. You would have just put her in her place. I would have been bored to death. 
I would have been bored. So I'm happy I'm not a part of that boring season. I'm happy I had my my season with my my people. But um, yeah, when they asked me, when they finally um, contacted me again a year later, I, I was like, well, I'm no, I'm no longer engaged, so I'm I'm ready. They're like, who would you sleep with if there's any limits? I was like, ah, there's no limit. Really? So did they? So did they purposely like not want you when you were engaged? Like they pretty much said like, we I want think so. Engaged. Yeah. I, I think if you're in a relationship, you know, they, they want you to be loose and carefree and be yourself, like no restrictions. And honestly, I would have been myself anyway. I mean, there's never really a time that I'm not, that I, you know, I'm unapologetically me. So <laughs> Yeah, I think that's good. I could like totally relate to that. I am literally the same way. I'm like, if you fucking hate good. me. I don't give, I'm like, I don't give one fucking shit if you hate me. Not even no. 1%. That's on you, man. That is on yeah. you. Well, you know? you know, and I feel like that's, we're not doing a disservice to anybody by being ourselves. Like if we're, our, if everybody was just their true, authentic, real and raw self, nobody would guess, nobody played games. It, it would be so much more, um, like a sigh of relief, you know, you're not having to wonder. Right. People like, don't have to think, they don't have to wonder what I think of them. I, I tell you. Right? <laughs> I love that. It's like, you're living your truth. Like it's your truth. Yeah. So you don't, if that's your truth, if it's not someone else's truth, move along. Like they, I don't know. It's just, it's such hypocrisy to me when these people try to judge whatever it is. Um, so then when you were in for the season, you got, they asked you like, okay, who would you sleep with? Like, what would you do on the show? So that was like probably... Yeah. I mean, we went into, like, we had Skype interviews and then we had in-person interviews and any questions were really, you know, involved, like, you know, do you drink? Are you sociable? Are you this? Are you that? And I'm, I'm all those things. And I also, I, I was honest. I was like, I've slept with bosses before, you know, I mean, not, there's certain situations that I won't put myself in. Right. But I, I'm very free in who I like and what I want. You know, I do what I want to do when I want to do it. And if that's a coworker, then that's a coworker. <laughs> totally. Fuck the rules. <laughs> I mean, I am totally okay with that. Why did you want to be on the show, like, in the beginning? Like, you know, like, did you just think it was going to be fun? Like, what were your motivations to wanting to do it? I had no idea what I was getting into. And honestly, like, I'm one of those chicks that, you know, I, I everybody has, like, body image issues, right? And I was like, oh God, I hate every photo I take of myself. Now I'm going to be on camera. I'm going to look like a fat ass. I'm going to like, and it's hot as balls in the South Pacific. And not only that, you're not wearing comfortable clothing. You're wearing bullshit polyester restrictive clothes, right? That aren't made for female deck hands. I was like, I'm going to sweat my ass off and just armpit stains and whatever. I was, I was dreading it because I was like, what did I just do? And then honestly, like I, I work, I work really hard. I take a lot of pride in, in what I do for a living, whether it's, you know, jewelry or on deck or on a fishing boat. Like I, I, I don't half-ass anything. And so I got, I, you know, I thought for sure, I was like, okay, there's a couple of things, right? Like I'm going to be on a show I love, which is below deck. Um, it can't hurt. Right. I know. I didn't think I was going to be America's sweetheart. I mean, I'm, I'm not, in real life. So like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think this fantasy on television, but I, I was excited because who doesn't want to be on TV? You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't crave fame. I, did, I never wanted to be an actress or a reality show star, but I can't complain about it either. Like after all my experiences, 
I, I far outweigh the pros versus the cons even now, you know? So you were a fan of Below Deck. Like you said, you're a big Bravo fan. Like Below Deck was one of the shows yeah. you just loved. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it was it was something that was up my alley, you know. It was boating and it was cool. And and I had thought about working on yachts before, but just never, like, I, you know, I became a captain and, and fishing's my, my deal. You know, it never felt like work to me. It well, felt like work on Below Deck, but. <laughs> but, but not in the real world. Before before you were on it, did you have a preference between Captain Sandy and Captain Lee just from watching it? Oh, yeah. I did because – this is so funny. I actually – I loved Captain Lee, right? Because who doesn't? When you're watching a show, you, you know, you fantasize about these people. Like, you idealize them somewhat, and you, and you, you get a sense of, of who they are from the show. But that doesn't tell you who they are in real life, right? So, you know – before having met Captain Lee, I was like, oh, this is a guy I could totally get along with, you know? Like, what old man doesn't love me, you know? Like, I am i don't normally have issues <laughs> with a lot of people. And so I was like, he's going to be a great, you know, mentor, all that. But I also, I had hoped for, and, and I even asked them if I could be with Sandy because I had actually reached, she's, she has a sister in Jacksonville, Florida, which is where I lived. And her sister um, runs a school for autism. And my ex had a son who was autistic. And so I had actually, when I was a fan of the show, um, sent her a message on Instagram telling her I'd love to cater because we had a restaurant. I'd love to cater one of their, their events. And so I talked to her a little bit and I just, I liked who she was. And then as, and then seeing her on, on camera, you know, she's a very, and in real life now, I've met her several times and we have a friendship, but on camera is she's no different. You know, she is very much involved in her crew. And, and that's, that's what I'm accustomed to is, is teamwork and people that want it, they want you to succeed and that back you up. And, and if they don't, you know, why would you be in that environment? So that yeah, I, I preferred Sandy, <laughs> um, but I, you know, Captain Lee and I, we, I mean, we, we have a, a, a great relationship now. Um, but yeah, it was a little rocky when we were filming. <laughs> And it's because, like, you felt... So, like, were you disappointed, like, when they said, you got the show, it's Captain Lee, it's not Captain Sandy? I mean, to be honest, yeah, because she and I both, she's like, you know, ask for me. And I was like, oh, I already did, you know. But um, I feel like I would have gotten into a bosun position with Captain Sandy. um, And I could also have learned quite a bit more um, as to the workings of a yacht. Because even now, and I've said this to fans that are, you know, support of me or, or not, you know, there's still a lot I need to know about working on deck with that kind of boat. Like there, the, the difference people don't even think. And it's so funny because people are very quick to insult and judge it, it. And this is one thing I always cracked up about is granted, I've never operated a large yacht, you know, a, a large sailing vessel, anything like that. But there's, it's funny because when it comes to like dropping the anchor or bringing the anchor up, on a yacht, you know, it's a matter of hitting the button, you know, and then all the mechanics go into play, right? On my boat, you know, you still deal with seas just like you went on a yacht, right? And sometimes in Alaska, it's more rough and it's worse seas and it's shitty weather. I'm like hand lining that motherfucker in and I'm, you know, I'm out there on the bow, like with no, no deck to like lean over and fall over on like one false move. I could be overboard. It's, it's funny. Cause people are like, Oh yeah, go back to your tugboat or go back to Alaska. I'm like, gladly. Cause I'm fucking learning shit and I'm being a badass there, you know, like 
it's worth it to me. Totally. And then, so like, other than that initial disappointment and like, you know, you and Captain Lee had a few, you know, you had a few hiccups. Yeah. You know, I, I know you said like when you recently sat down, I think it was like your one of your last interviews, like with Bravo Daily Dish. And like, you know, you said like you thought Captain Lee, you know, like was part of the all boys club. I mean, that was part of it, right? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. You know, like I, I hope he understands me now, um, you know, because we had to sit down after reunion one on one, you know, with his wife and, and it, it, no cameras, no nothing like that. And, and we we really had a talk, whereas before he was seeing everything on deck from the same viewpoint as viewers, right? Like he wasn't in the situation and the only people paddling to him were the fucking boys that couldn't deal with their own mess. Right. So with Captain Lee, like it was Rocky and and I felt like he was a part of the boys club because of how he and I were interacting, you know, it wasn't a lot of like, let me, discuss with you and see what your issues are. And maybe that's the whole thing with rank. And, and maybe that's why people say, I do have a problem with it is I, you know, I don't, I don't look to rank even on my boat. You know, you are a person. I'm going to treat you like a person. I'm going to get the perspective and that's going to be, you know, how you judge a situation. And it wasn't that case. It was a lot of, um, even in, even in last season until Captain Lee actually saw the footage, you know, Ashton was a fucking suck up. I mean, he was so far up Captain Lee's ass and Captain Lee enjoyed it. You know, who doesn't want to have a puppet, you know, and who doesn't want to have people that they can, you know, buddy up with. And, and Ashton was that guy. And so he, you know, and he, and I mean, the get go, you know, when I came on deck, it was very much made clear to me that, you know, the boys were this team and I was coming into it. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And you had problems with Ashton, like, right away, like, right from the get-go. Yeah, I mean, he's all, even last year, you know, he's always been somebody to hold a grudge. Um, I don't know why. I don't know if it's because he just, you know, I hear a lot about South Africans and how how the men, you know, uh, view the women. I can't speak for all of them, but I've met a couple of them now. And I feel like they're all pretty much under that stereotype. And Ashton, whether it was because he viewed me in a certain light as a woman where I had two holes and one of them should have been shut all the time. <laughs> it might've been the case. I don't know. I mean, he, you know, or, or maybe he was hurt by my rejection last season. Who knows? 
Right. It was one of those. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing we saw last season, I think really more than any other season. And, you know, that it really was, you know, like, listen, there was a lot of like me too, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Issues that were brought out, which I mean, it's just, it's such a, I don't even know where to begin. You know, you would think like the yachting industry in a way is, it seems like really far behind the rest of the world and all that's been going on in the past do you think so now, or do you think like the whole world is kind of like that and people just hush about it sometimes? I mean, well, I can tell you how many times like there's sexual harassment in every workplace. Yeah, but really, yes, I would agree with that. But at least those issues are now being brought to like the forefront, and it's like, well, all these things are not okay. You just seem like there was a lot of things, you know, like okay, you take like Simone and the whole way like Simone was treated. Yeah. You know, and then I think, yeah, well, I mean, let's start with that. You know, I mean, you were very vocal on that and that didn't seem to, I mean, y- you were vocal on it, but a lot of the boys didn't really seem to think it was such a big deal. I mean, with with her and Tanner or with her and the charter guests? Both in a way. Yeah. Well, I think Tanner's a fucking idiot. I, I think a lot of guys that age are idiots. You know, I had my own mishaps with Tyler, you know, season six. And I think, you know, I don't think men and women differ too much. I mean, we all want sex. We all have feelings. We all, you know, we, we all think, or we all don't think before we speak, right? And I think with Tanner, you know, he was just trying to get laid as best as he could. And Ashton, who's used to being laid because he thinks he's the shit, you know, was facing a lot of barriers, and I think when you question someone's ego, whether it's a guy or a girl, like mine even, you know, what do I do? I clam up or I bow up when you question my ego. And it's like, nobody likes that, but you have to, of course, everybody has to figure out how to deal with it in a way that's, you know, not not going to cause more trouble. And I don't think, you know, Tanner's an idiot for trying to sleep through the crew and treat Simone poorly. And... Ashton's an idiot because, I mean, he's in a leadership role, you know, and he was drunk and he was, you know, belligerent and he was aggressive. And, you know, it's just. And what about, and what about the charter guest situation with Simone? Oh God. Yeah. He, you know, I came, that's when I came in was on that charter. It was halfway through. And I mean, he was drunk, you know, and he's a charter guest. I'm not saying like a, being drunk gives anybody an excuse to behave a certain way. It's just our inhibitions are are less reserved because of, you know, drinking. Totally. And so th- that guy, I think Kate did exactly what she should have, which is, you know, take Simone off service and um, remove her from the situation. I think if it went and got and escalated, you know, for sure, Captain Lee or Kate would have gotten more involved and, and you know, put their foot down. It doesn't give anybody the right because they have money or, or they're a charter guest to treat somebody like that. Right. And Simone was clearly in, uncomfortable. I think, I think Simone and Courtney would have been very uncomfortable with the situation. And I think Kate and I would have laughed it off or gotten back in their face and, you know, to put them in their place. Yeah. I can't see you or Kate having really not put them in their place. No. And, and he, it's not, you know, there, it's funny because you've seen other seasons where like, you know, Hannah kissed the charter guest, you know, that guy wasn't one that was, you know, anybody was looking to hook up with. He was just being gross and creepy. And, and I think very much so Kate and I would have probably let him have it. 
Whereas Simone didn't know how to, how to step across that line. Is that really taboo? Like if you want to sleep with a charter guest, like in the real world, below deck, whatever. I mean, again, I've never worked on a yacht before. I'm sure it's frowned upon. But at the same time, if I have such a strong pull to somebody, right? What if that's going to be my husband? You know, I don't give a fuck about that job. I actually quit a job one time because of my fiance coming to town. And I was told I couldn't go pick him up at the airport three hours away. I was like, well, fuck you. I'm... He's means more to me than you do, so I don't. You're I mean, like, I think <laughs> you're like, I'm going. So if yeah. the job is not here, oh well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a great work ethic. I do, but there are things that mean more to me than just work. You know, I don't live to work. I work to live, and I, I will never put myself in a situation that I didn't think was comfortable or that I didn't think was appropriate for, for me. That's good. I mean, that makes sense. And what about the whole like Brian Courtney situation, which kind of, I mean, at the reunion, that was a big deal. You know, it's, I'm so proud of Courtney and obviously I look up to her. I admire her for being so well-spoken and so um, honest about how she feels. Cause she's, she says, what I would love to say, only she says it more eloquently. <laughs> right? like she's, she's more laid on the line. Her point's across. She's not screaming. She's not yelling. She's not cursing. And she's speaking for a lot of women out there. You know, like we don't want to be treated like trash. Neither do guys, you know, but it's like women's feelings are usually the ones that are getting hurt in that situation. And, you know, on during filming, I didn't get to work with the interior that much and I didn't get to see Courtney in that light while we were on deck. And I wish I would have, because I, I didn't think much of her on the, I didn't, I didn't not think much of her. I just didn't think about her because she wasn't this prominent figure that I saw on a daily basis because I wasn't around her. But had I been, you know, I think I probably, she, she would have rubbed off on me and I probably would have been a lot more, um, eloquent in my delivery that makes sense and I know you said I would hope anyway (laughs) no I mean I think you know Courtney I think she did well at the reunion you know very much so yeah Brian I think Brian doesn't get it um I think that he will I think he does have a good heart but there's a lot of things that he to this day posts that are so contradictory on social media as to the, the, the guys we saw there at the reunion, right? They're all sitting there apologetic and sorry and this, that, and the other. And, you know, Ashton and Tanner have been very quiet, which I think was a smart move on their part on social media, but Brian's not been, and it's, it's a telltale sign of who he is, you know? Like what's he been posting? Oh gosh. He just, I mean, there's things like, there's things that he's posted about like the Courtney situation or even Kim who he dated, things like that, that have just gone back on what he said at reunion or he's like, you know, we want to move forward. I mean, I don't, I don't remember verbatim or, or specifically post, but I remember seeing posts where it's just, you know, just shut up. Cause you're not proving your point that you're sorry for how she felt, you know, it, it, you can feel one way. I can feel one way. 
it doesn't make either one of us more right. We can both feel a certain way. And Courtney felt hurt by him and he thought he wasn't hurting her. And, and that's not the problem. The problem is, is that he wasn't accepting of her feeling that way and, right. and treating her poorly. And so his post, you know, after that reunion showed that he really wasn't as sorry as he tried to make everybody believe with reunion. Did you believe like any of the guys were sorry at the reunion? Like, and if so, which ones or? <clears throat> All right. So I, you know, I was very, Kevin is such a mixed character for me because we didn't start off very well. <laughs> and I don't know what the fuck his problem was, you know, and I know there's like maybe 50-50 out there that thought I was to blame for the dinner fiasco and then thought he was to blame, right? Well, I honestly don't know what the fuck happened. All I did was ask for a paleo option because he asked us to give our opinions on what we wanted and he would order for the table. So I really don't know what the fuck the problem was. And so we started off very rocky. And then sometimes I got to see Kevin in this light where, you know, you see him like singing to himself or he's like sarcastically, you know, bantering with himself. And I, I think it's funny, you know? So I was like, this dude's, you know, he's all right, you know? Because um, he can laugh at himself or he can do whatever. Yeah. And then he left the show. He left filming without saying goodbye to Kate and myself. And I was like, I don't know, you know, I don't know about this. And like the whole uh, penis cake fiasco, I was there in the galley with him, like with everybody else. But I was there every step of the way. I was helping him doing dishes. I was very proud of his penis cake. And I was, I went to him after when he was hurt by the whole, you know, Kate kind of sabotaging the thing with him. And so I was hurt when he didn't say goodbye to me. And then at reunion, you know, he walked up to me after and he apologized to me in person. And I think that the way he was doing it was very sincere, but like with, with Ashton, I mean, to this day, he hasn't apologized to me and I, and you know, I don't apologize to him for anything. So maybe we're both not seeing something that we should in the other. He feels one way I feel another, but I think Ashton and I will never come to terms with each other. I don't give a flying fuck if I ever do. And even if I did have to work with him again, just like last season, you know, I would do my work, do my job and try my best to make it, you know, a, a copacetic environment. But, you know, there's feelings that might get out of, you know, heated after and off deck and, and who knows? I mean, I don't so, think, I, I think Kevin might've been sincere. I think the rest of them are full of shit. So if you got a call like right now, okay, next season below deck, Captain Lee, Ashton, you're reporting to Ashton. Let's go. You're, you're there. You think I'd be reporting to Ashton? I mean, I'm just saying like, if that was the scenario. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I totally would. If only I mean, just to see Ashton squirm, right? Like I could still bust my ass. Like I'm a good worker. And I think that's something that anybody could have said about me, right? Haters and fans alike, you know, they, they saw my work ethic. And I'll, 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 that's what I'm hired to do is work. I'm not hired there to be Ashton's friend or be his, lack of a better term, cum dumpster, right? Totally. Were you shocked when Captain Lee, like, walked off the reunion? Yeah, because it was while I was speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate being interrupted. <laughs> I mean, he's like a very, you know, at least seemingly mellow guy. 
Yeah. Well, you know, probably because he knows when he's about to blow up and, and knows, you know, that's his time that he needs to step away. And I can respect that about him because that's something I, I still have to physically remind myself to do. You know, I, I do have a temper on me and I don't think I'm ever going to have the perfect temperament, but to, to learn is to grow. Right. And Captain oh, Lee know. didn't want to lose his shit on air, which is understandable and admirable. And, and yeah, I mean, he, he, I think he walked out cause he, he felt the need that, you know, if he didn't, he might've said something that, he couldn't take back. That makes sense. And you and Kate just, you guys are fast friends even today. Like you keep in touch with Kate. Oh yeah. Like I love Kate. You know, she's somebody that, I mean, she's funny, you know, and she is smart. And, you know, like last season, season six, we got off to a rocky start as well. Um, but then we came to understand each other. And I think that's all you can do is, is get to know somebody first, you know, as best you can before you judge them or, or, or be open to the fact that you might've judged wrong, you know, cause I had opinions about her before I was on the show. And, um, but yeah, no, she's a great friend. We talk a lot. We, we, um, we share FaceTime and, and text message exchange and, and, and she's somebody that I think I'll always be friends with. What do you think about her leaving the show? I think, you know, I remember that day when we were docking and her boat that she first started on uh, pulled up next to us and she was so taken aback by it. You know, it's so funny how things kind of came full circle. I mean, you can, a lot of people think this shit's staged and maybe some television shows are, but there's, that I'm aware of, nothing is staged. You know, if, if we're arguing, they might say, okay, go talk to David about that, you know? on camera so that there can be this story. Right. But the fact that like these things happen, like this, her first boat is right there on a season that just was shit for her, you know? And she was really contemplating like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why am I putting up with it? Is it worth it? Seeing that boat was that moment. She understood then that she was probably done. It had come first full circle and it's time for her to move on. And now she has. Great. Yeah, I mean, she has unapologetically Kate Chastain. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. she's got her own Sirius XM show now. So that kind of all worked out. Right. Yeah. No, I I don't think she's one to also make moves lightly. You know, I think she considers all the ramifications and also, you know, what the pros and cons will be. And I think she's aware that she's a very uh, prominent and strong figure and people like watching her and, and hearing from her and, you know, she's making make, making moves in the in the best direction for her. I think so too. You know, yeah. I mean, that's a good show. I mean, I could yeah. see her. Um, what was I gonna say? Do you keep in touch with anyone else besides Kate, or is Kate the main? Courtney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Courtney and I are very um, textually active. <laughs> that's good. More so, more so to like harp on you know trolls and bullshit, but she's also. She's, she's a funny gal, you know, and she's smart. And, you know, I, I, I would hate to not be in touch with her. So, so we, we share a lot of laughs via text and, and we've talked some on the phone. And, and you know, I'm, I'm glad that she and I are friends. Do you keep in touch with like, or do you know anyone from like any, I mean, you said, you know, Sandy, like, do you know people from the other below deck seasons or shows or are you friendly with anyone like that? 
Yeah, so it's cool because, um, like I said earlier, Ciara and Paget, they um, they're very much into the van life as well, and uh, they maybe don't want to do it full time like I've taken on, but um, it sparked our conversation. You know, they reached out about um, the company that outfitted mine, and and then they we decided to do an Instagram live the other day, which actually I didn't even know you could do a live and then they cut you off. Like it cut us off after an hour. So I, I only figured that out about like it, if it wasn't for quarantine, I wouldn't know that either. I did. I was doing it with one of the New Jersey housewives. And after an hour, I'm like, what happened? Yeah. And then everyone started DMing me like, are you an idiot? It cuts you off after an hour. I'm like, how the hell would I know? Sorry we, sorry we don't spend hours on Instagram live. Seriously. Like, I mean, I'm like, well, that's also your way of being like, you shouldn't be doing it for more than an hour. But same thing happened to me. Yeah. I don't know if anybody actually watched our whole Instagram live or if they went back and watched an hour of it. But it, was, it went by so quickly and it was a fun conversation. I do enjoy talking to them. Um, I've spoke with Jenna a little bit just because I, I, I think – probably she's misunderstood you know again I don't I haven't seen all the episodes but um you know I've seen some of her posts where you know I think she's affected by some things that people say yeah because I I like met her in life you know at the beginning of the season I was like you're great and she's like really she's like try not to hate me you know I'm not a bitch so I was like I I think you're great so I think she might get a lot of hate and not yeah and you know and I and and that's the other thing that that's another reason why I call out a lot of people that are assholes on, on Instagram and social media. Um, I don't know if you've seen that, but I, I tend to blast them. I've been nicer during COVID cause we're all dealing with an ugly pandemic already. But, um, I, I feel like there are, again, I, I just don't give a fuck who you are if you don't like me, unless you're my mother, right? If you're my mother telling me to turn a gun on myself or rot in hell or whatever, then I really don't give a shit. And so, but if you say that to somebody like Jenna, maybe, I don't, I don't know her full extent of of how she deals with it or, but like my sister, you know, she's, she's not as strong in personality as I am, you know, or, or somebody else that's dealt with bullying all their lives, maybe, and they're very affected by it. You could say something like that. And if you, if you said the things that they said to me, put, turn the gun around on you, like somebody's physically said that to me. What if it wasn't me? What if it was one of these weaker, you know, people that or or just more affected person by a stranger's words that they actually contemplated doing that? And so I, I tend to blast them, not because I, well, maybe secretly I want fans to give them shit for it because they do, um, but they tend to do one of three things, right? Like they'll either block me so I don't have to worry about blocking them because I've just embarrassed them. Or they apologize, which is the best case scenario. And I've had that happen. And I've acknowledged that as well. Um, or, you know, they just, I mean, they shut up. I mean, they just shut up and they don't do it anymore. And I think that if you hold people accountable to what they say and what they do, you know, then it, it, it hopefully more and more people will catch on. You know, <laughs> nobody, that one guy is not going to send me a video of him sucking his dick anymore. You know, how do you blast them? Like you just go right off on them? I mean, uh, usually I, usually I go off on him and the, it, well, usually I let them keep open and running their mouth, right. On a DM and then I'll say something and, you know, I'll either, I'll either go ham on him or I'll try to be a little bit more civil. And if they keep on with it, then I'll screenshot it or I'll, you know, screen record it, whatever. And then I throw it up on my Instagram lives and people love it. 
People love to see me call out these fucking idiots. I mean, they're idiots. I think I should try that. Oh, do it. Do it. Because you know what? You're holding them accountable, number one. You know, so hopefully they're embarrassed by their behavior and they don't do it again. Or, you know, or they apologize, which is the best case scenario. But I tag them in it, right? So they see that I just threw you out there and I, and I tell them what I think of them. <laughs> I like that. I, I usually just block and delete and ignore. But every now and then, like, I'll lose my shit on someone. And I'll be yeah. like... All of this, I'm sorry, but like today's your day and you are just the one that's like the wrong way and I'm going to unleash on you now like you've never seen before and I will take you down. Yeah, like I'm not trying to take my time to figure out how to block your ass, you know? You want to come at me, you want to say something, you want to see something, go for it. But if you're going to be disrespectful or you're going to think that you're going to come at me and you're not going to get it back, you're you're wrong. You're barking on the wrong tree. And the funny so thing is, is I've seen, I've seen Courtney now do that again, more eloquently sometimes than I do. But, um, I've seen Courtney do that. And, and, uh, Molly, that model from the show, I talked to her a lot too. She came on our season. Um, she does it. And, uh, and I think, I think it's a good thing to hold people accountable. What I, what I almost hate as much as people offering up unsolicited opinions like that, um, is the people that tell me to ignore the haters because ignoring that behavior doesn't do a lick of good. And so right. or they're like, oh, just do you, girl. Ignore the haters. I am doing me. I'm calling that fucking hater out. Thank you very much. Now, now you just piss me off. <laughs> right, right. You're like, now you're pissing me off. But I don't say, I'm just like, oh, thanks. I'm doing me, you know. But it's like, don't, don't tell me to ignore them. You know, don't you ignore them. Do, like, set them straight. Yeah. Set, straight. Set everybody straight. I'm going to have to like tag and then put it on my Insta story. I like but, that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then people, yeah. no, but I mean, I say the same thing you say, like I come at me, like I, I could take anything, but like, this is why children are committing suicide in high school. Yeah. What the Unfortunately. Is, yeah. This is why. It's a like, real thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, but you know what too, it's, this is hilarious. Cause like less dog, right? She was a fan of the show. And it was so Everybody's like tagging me in her post when she was like sticking up for me and all that. And I was like, you guys know something like everything she's saying as she's watching the show, right? And recording it, like telling Ashton he's a fucking idiot and he's a little bitch dick. What, you know, what all these things, right? I was like, everybody was like applauding her and commending her. And I was like, that bitch isn't saying anything I didn't say to these motherfuckers in their face and I gotta wrap the shit for it right right and now <laughs> but I mean I was happy for her support but I was just like it's so funny how people want to perceive things and want to take things and then how they choose to react to it you know it's just it's I don't strange. think yeah, it's just it, it, it's it's a very fleeting moment type feeling I think a lot and also, like, I'm sure, like, you know, a lot of people think they know these people that they're watching on TV, which, you know, like, it's not fake, like, you are watching a real thing, but, like, you don't really know that person. You know, you might get a sense of their personality, but you don't know this person. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit feisty and fiery, but I'm also, I'm really, I think, very compromising and very, I try to be thoughtful, and I also am very loving. I'm way more Smiley Riley than I am Rotten Riley. It's just... Don't piss me off. <laughs> that makes sense. And you're good with Captain Lee today. You guys are like in a good place. Yeah. 
Yeah, he um, actually, I texted quite a bit with his wife while he was on uh, for, they were starting to film season seven or season eight, right? And um, and he's been somebody that, I, you know, that since our conversation, like he's, you know, I, I have no issues with him. I, I'm not going to lie about what happened in the past, but moving forward, you know, we had a conversation that cleared the air with each other. And you thought that he played favorites. Like, I mean, you were very, you know, I mean, every, I mean, he'll say, I favor Kate. I mean, he's, oh, he's yeah. open about that. That, I, that is so stupid to me. Everybody's like, oh my God, you don't have Kate's back. You're this, you're that. You're talking about her back, you know, whatever. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I've said everything I've ever said to Kate's face, right? I would, and I wouldn't not. And it's not untrue, you know? Yes, it's because you've worked with him for so long. But that doesn't mean he's not favoring you. Like, he right. does favor you. That's the bottom line. And, and what well-deserved, undeserved, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's still how it is. Right. Who's going to be the new Kate Chastain? Oh, my God. Um, I heard I heard rumors she's... She, well, I don't think anybody can replace Kate, right? Like, right. I mean, she's just one of a kind. Um but I heard rumors that the new Chiefs do. Um, well, I heard she's not very liked. <laughs> at least, at least to begin with, I, she's not very liked. She's. I mean, I don't know. I. I, I don't know. I don't know what I can say. <laughs> Is she someone that like the viewers have seen before? Um, not that I'm aware of. No. Is she someone, like, that's known in the yachting industry? Like, I mean, is the yachting industry small where, like, everybody kind of... I mean, I know you're not really in the yachting industry, but... Yeah, I mean, I... I, Yeah, I'm not really in the yachting industry, but not that I would know. (laughs) Interesting. So she's not well-liked. All right, well... Well, I mean, I just know... I heard a couple of things, you know, when it was going... When it was starting, and that's it, but... I don't really, you know... I'm not on it, so I was like, I don't know. You're like, it's, I'm not coming back. Do you know? Spoiler alert, I'm not on it. <laughs> that's, that's a spoiler alert for some. I mean. I know. I mean, I was, I, I obviously like, I'll go Stu. I'll go Bosun. I'll go third fucking deck can again. I'll go Captain. I don't give a fuck. Like, let me, let me at it. Right. But, um, you know, they wanted a whole change up and I can understand why. And I think people, a lot of times the fans were asking for that, you know, and, and maybe, I mean, I, I don't agree with it. I think it'd probably be pretty cool to have like a lot of the same crew every year. That's, I mean, I feel that that's the way to go, but that's just me. I feel that's one of my personal criticisms of below deck that like you, I don't know, like it's same thing like with a housewife, you get to know a housewife the first season. The second season is like when you're invested and the third season is when you're like, I hate you. I love you. Like, right. Right. I I don't know. I, I think it should be the same crew yeah i do too maybe like one or two new ones right yeah that's how i feel but this is gonna be like a total wiping the slate clean like no ashton like nobody from the past it's my understanding interesting yeah maybe we should produce our own van life like you know bullshit and like a cross country yeah i got a double decker you know like i got a room on top so we can like you know i mean we we can make this shit work very small tiny living quarters (laughs) That that would work. Out in the wild, you know, it's be kill or be killed. It would be like below deck on wheels. I can gut a fish like no other. So, you know, we get out there in the wild, I will gut you. 
I'm not sure what yeah. use. I mean, I would be comedic <laughs> relief and entertainment, but I would be of no service. I don't drive. I mean, I'm from New York City, so I can't even what? drive. I drive. I have a license, but I, I can't drive. And I certainly <laughs> couldn't fish or anything of the sort. But I would want to come along for the entertainment. I enjoy laughing. So if, that, if that's what you have to bring to the table, I'll take it. That I can bring. I can bring stories and I can bring entertainment. But like, you know, anything else in the wild, I, this might be. I'm such a city person. It's like, you should come. So now what's your plan? Like, I mean, is Corona like affecting your cross-country <sighs> van plans? I am not someone to sit still anyway, right? So when that shit hit the fan, I was actually in Italy when, you know, when the virus like went viral. <laughs> like, wow. I, I flew from the reunion to Italy, um, spent a few days in Sicily, went to Venice, stopped over in Rome, and then flew to Moldova. So I was actually on a flight like most of my two-week trip, right? And I was with a girlfriend of mine who got sick. And I was like, oh, my God, you probably got corona. Like, go check it out. You know, and she ended up having a strand of it. But, like, I didn't get affected by it. But when I came back and things were shut down, I, was, I came back to Florida because I was with my family. My stepfather was, was dying of cancer. And so that in and of itself, like, in Florida, where I already don't like to be, it's flat, it's hot, there's bugs everywhere. Um, I've got great friends there, but it's just – it's, it's – the minute, you know, it turns hotter than 70, I'm out of there. Yeah. And I couldn't move anywhere. And then they closed down the damn beaches. So you can't even go walk your dog on the beach or get some kind of relief. Who wants to be cooped up in a house all day? So I, I got a it. lot of shit for being on the road. Like, I'm like, what? You know, people are like, why are you traveling and helping spread the disease? And da, da, da. Well, last I checked, I didn't have it. Right. And also, it's just me and the damn dog in the van. So... Right. Unless we're swapping spit. We're not doing anything more than you are by going to check your fucking mail or pump gas or go to the grocery store. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, people are so fucking stupid, I swear. Oh my God. So like, the, I, I literally was just saying this the other day. So like, okay, we have like mom shaming. We have slut shaming. We now have social distance shaming. I So when I put out these podcast episodes, you know, I'll post pictures. So mm-hmm. I... And putting out, you know, like say like one of the New York housewives that I'm really good friends with, I'll put out an episode with this person and I will post like 10 pictures on Instagram. You know, you slide it. So I'm in 10 different fucking outfits. Oh, so but yeah. The other day I do this and someone's like, you're going to die. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, so I was like, yes, this, these pictures were all taken today. I woke up early. We went here and had a drink. Then I went home and changed. I just had the best day of my life. And they thought I was serious. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like know, I'm are you a fucking moron? Here. Like, you're shaming me? Like, these pictures were taken a fucking year ago, you dumb moron. So I, yeah. I, I totally get it. No, it's so stupid. And, like, I, I did, um, I have, with the jewelry, I have a, a couple that buys, like, she has, like, 18 pieces of mine, right? And I was like, I can't drive past them again and not say hello and thank you. Like, I like to show my yeah. appreciation of people that are supportive of me, right? And so I stopped to say hello to them and I got the same, like, how dare you, da, da, da. And I was like, you know what? Are you hanging out with your husband? Are you hanging out with your kid? Are, are, are you, like, I mean, are you ordering something from Amazon and picking, right. like, what the fuck are you doing? That's an, I mean, I'm, if I had COVID, I would not go do that, right? right. I got tested, I, I'm negative, I'm all this, I'm all that. There's also, 
how come nobody? Here's the, here's what is really like baffling to me. Like, there's so many other fucking diseases out there that we really ought to be very scared of and very worried about, like i.e., sexually transmitted diseases. Where the fuck is everybody going crazy about that for? You know what I mean? Totally. Half the people don't even fucking wear condoms. It's totally. like, d- don't come at me with some bullshit. Yeah. I don't know. It drives me no, nuts. No, listen, this sent me over the edge when I got like social distance shaved the other day with 13 different outfits. I'm like, in what world do you think this was all? You think I ran home to my apartment and changed and went back out 10 times? Yeah. Oh, God. Or, I mean, yeah, how stupid, so stupid, how stupid do you have to be? And then yeah. I got a huge lecture on Instagram about social distancing. And I'm like, that's an example of where I'm like, I am going to come for you now and tear you to pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what goes on in people's minds. It's crazy, right? Like you see all these, like, if you, I mean, I watch some of the like uh, documentaries on like serial killers and things like that too. And I'm like, how the fuck do these people think this way? Right. But it is every day, every kind of thought process out there. I'm like, if only everybody thought like I did, right? Like <laughs> the world would there be is better. Like- but like, I mean, I get questions even about like, uh, you know, like uh, the bison teeth in my in my jewelry, or like today I even got a a, a message about an ivory piece I had, and somebody's like, "Oh my, you better tell me that's not elephant, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I fucking went up to an elephant and killed him just for his touch." Like, I'm not. People get so aggressive with me. I mean, being a hunter and all that, they're like. I got told I hunted exotic zoo animals that were on the endangered species list. Like people want to take shit so fucking far that I don't know if they're they're like are you, are you being serious or are you that fucking thick skulled that you don't know how to think outside of your own little box. I think they're being completely serious. Oh god. And my well, whole thing no is hope. no, and my whole thing is just like you need to look in and go get some help. Cause like that bitterness and anger that's on you, dude. Like that ain't on me. Like you got to go oh. work on your internal shit over here. That's People like tell me I- that all the time. Cause I'm so aggressive on this show. They tell me, um, I'm not a happy person and I, and I have anger issues and I should address it before, you know, I'm really like, I'm very unhealthy. I'm like, oh, no, I'm fucking pretty happy. <laughs> you seem happy to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, of course, I'm the ultimate judge, you know, of character over here. Yes, well, you know. So what's your plan with, the, like, are you just, like, do you have, a, like, destinations or you're just, like, do you have yeah. a path? Of I mean, I never, I, uh, I never do. <laughs> like, ever since I quit real estate, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, like, tomorrow, right? But um, luckily, things kind of work out for me, you know? And, I, and, like, I get it. I get that it's more so the people in my life and the fact that, like, I'm not afraid to do something different, right? So I, I mean, I, God, my plans change all the time, but I have a, I have one at the moment. <laughs> um, right now, I'm going to be in Utah for another couple of days, and then I'm going to mosey on up towards the border um, because I'm going to be working on a, a boat again this summer. Last year, I took the summer off. Um, and then this year I am going to be working on a, a commercial salmon drift boat, um, which I haven't done a, a commercial salmon boat before. So that's new and exciting and, and, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And so. then when people come on these boats, are they ever like, oh my God, it's Riley from below deck. Yeah. So this commercial boat is going to be just a small crew where we're just 
we're feeding you guys, right? But like before the charters where I, I was doing fishing trips, yeah, people are like, even like now, I mean, people are like, it's so fun. I don't think I'm that recognizable as a person. And a lot of times people say to me like, oh, yeah, I heard your voice and I knew it was you. And I was like, well, I wasn't yelling at anybody. So how'd you... <laughs> That's so funny. No. <laughs> That's so but funny. No, yeah, people people recognize me pretty often, and and I mean, I don't mind, I don't mind stopping and chatting and saying hello, and and then they know. want a picture, of course. Yeah, and of course, like they take it on their phone, so it's like the most hideous of me. And I've never like dressed up or done up, so it's like you know I've been wearing the same shit for the last two weeks. You're Watch, like, I, I wash I wash my knickers in a creek. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I would do that if I just, I mean, I, I like envy you. I like envy you. Well, would you do that on our road trip? Would you wash your own underwear in a creek then? Yeah, that yeah. I would do. I mean, because like, what's the other option? No underwear yeah, like, or dirty underwear? I'm, I'm more low maintenance than I look or people think I am. Like, I, I can rough it. Like, I can rough it. Like, I've been to like, 50, I've been to Antarctica. Like, I've traveled the world. Really? Yeah. I'd love to go to Antarctica. It's amazing. Literally, oh, it's amazing. Oh, that would be, I mean, that's one of my, my dream destinations is to go scope that out and like do a little research, you know, while I'm there, like, or help a research team. But that's the thing. Like you could, I did like the lightest version. Like I went for like 11 days, but you can go for a really long period of time. I mean, it takes like two and a half days to get there through the Drake passage. And I almost feel like it's almost like you're traveling to the moon, right? Like it's gotta be pretty expensive to get to Antarctica. Well, first of all, that's what I that's how I describe it. It's like it's the closest thing to like not being on Earth. Because like yeah. they time it so that like your ship doesn't see any ships going or coming. So like that's however scary. the tour companies work it is. So like however the tour companies work, they just work it out. Like your ship's not the only ship there, but you see nothing else after a certain point of nothing you see glaciers in in penguins and seals and but in whales but you don't see any humans other than people on your ship and then i mean you get off and go on land you appreciate it but when you come back and you look at your pictures you're like this was like being on another planet really strange and like you don't have perspective like the glaciers or the glaciers are really the best part like it looks so grandiose but then you get back and look at pictures and like this huge ship that you're on is like the tiniest thing because they take a picture of the ship for you. Like a lot of times when you stop and you don't right. even realize, and then they send you your pictures. Like your ship is this big and the glacier and you're like, what? Like it just it's gives insane. you perspective. Yeah. It's oh really gosh. Weird. I'm like, I'm so jealous. That would have been an amazing trip. I'm That's, sure. So I like, when did you do that? It. Like maybe like three years ago ish. Oh my gosh. I want to go next time. I did it in like December through March is like the season to do Antarctica. So that's, it's, the, it's, Antarctica. Their, it's their summer. Okay. So it's, Which ones have, isn't it? I mean, how cold was it? You know what? It's really, really, really cold. It, but after but a certain like, temperature, you can't. Like, I mean, it's like, it, it's only reason it's, I mean, they give you a special suit to put on. You have to put the boots on and like, it's only cold because like when you get off the ship, you're off for like an hour. So it is like an hour of being outside in the real cold. But honestly, in New York City, I mean, I assume like Chicago, Alaska, it's no colder per se than that. Like maybe a little bit. Right. But a, yeah. But a, 
But I mean, like you look, we we got lucky in that we got to go, we got to go get off the boat, like for every venture we could except one. But sometimes people go and like they, there have been things where you get your money back, like half of it, because like if if the waters are too rough, you can't get off the main boat to get on the little like. Right. What are they going to do? I mean, that's a sketchy situation. They just won't let you off. Because, like, apparently if you fall in the water, you die within, like, I don't know how... Hypothermia. Yeah, it's really... I mean, you can't even prevent that. Like, your body does it for you. Like, it shuts down. That's the thing. So we were lucky that, like, the waters weren't so bad when we get there. But going through the Drake Passage, it's like I thought I was going to die at one point. Because, like, I mean, the boat is seriously rocking. and like seasick? I get seasick just by stepping on a boat. So, right, I'm not one for below deck, really, but... Oh, God, you better be so fun. Yeah, no, I I would do below deck just because it would be really fun. But so you, like, get the patch when you get on and everyone gets the patch. You're fine. You're just like, I just had a headache the whole trip. Like, you're just kind of dizzy the whole time. Oh my gosh, that's amazing though. You know, if you ever wanted to come to Alaska, I'd be your tour guide. Well, it's so funny. I think I'm going to come to Alaska next year. So we'll, have, we'll like keep in touch. Yeah. Like a friend of mine is having like a milestone birthday and she was planning like a whole thing in Alaska. So maybe we'll go. So and is then, it just you two or what? She's planning it now. It, it, it might just be us too. Cause is that your plan? I, I do tours, you know? Oh, really? Um, okay. We'll like text. I have your number. Yes. We'll, yeah. And then, and then I'll let you go. Cause I know we're getting overtime. So two things. One, what have you, what do you watch like before you were on the road? Like, what did you love on Bravo besides Below Deck? Like, were you a Housewives fan before you? Yeah, were? I'm a Housewives fan. I'm not like all, I don't like all the uh, Housewives um, franchises. Like, I always watched, um, I watched Vicky's, right? Okay. <laughs> I can't stand Vicky. A lot of people say that. She's annoying. Well, guess She's what? so much. Well, guess what? She is has been let go, so she's no longer part of the series, or she's yeah. resigned, whichever way you'd like to spin it. Oh, right. Like, like oh, yeah, like Chandler resigned from season six. <laughs> Fucking, he never, he got fired. <laughs> I mean, that's just, yeah. I mean, I assume, you know, I guess Bravo just lets some people say, you know, they've resigned or how they're going to. Have you ever, uh, yeah. have, have you met? Well, yeah, I mean, what else? Like, do you watch Beverly Hills? Like, any of that? Yeah, that's the one with, with like, I, I, I feel so, I love these shows, but I don't have them on the road, right? Um, so, and I, I watched one with, well, it, Beverly Hills is Dorit and all that, right? Yes. I, I love Dorit. I love Dorit. Love. I don't like, I don't like her fake accent. I don't like that she's, well, I don't like that about well, it. Well, the accent this season... The accent's gone. There, there is know, no accent. It's, it's gone. So I don't know what happened, but the accent has yeah. gone away. And uh, uh, the, the New York, although I, I, you know, again, like if I met them all in person, I'd probably have a different perspective, but I don't like Luann. Interesting. I mean, pretentious. A lot of people say that. A lot of people say that. Well, that's how she comes across. Yeah. She comes across. But so, like, Ramona, Ramona, I think is a disaster, which is really funny. Um, but also, like, I would never want to be her friend because <laughs> I just don't trust her. I mean, I, I could see that. 
I have a very complicated history with Ramona. That that would be like a <laughs> that would be like a three hour show. We'd have to we'll have to talk about oh, that. God. But uh, I mean, yeah, Ramona yeah. is an interesting character. The good thing about the New York girls, though, is they all drink. They're so they drink so much. Yeah. So that, they're they're fun. They're fun. I mean, I love I love I love to drink. I actually have a, a you and me both coming out. Oh really? Yeah, I haven't really promoted it yet because COVID hit and all this bullshit. But I got FDA approval. So, like, this is really, like, I mentioned it on my live the other day, like, in passing. But this is really, like, the first public announcement about it. But I have a gin coming out. Wow. Yeah, What's it going to be called? Wiley's Gin? Close. <laughs> I mean, that's a good name. I don't know why, but there's, like, a theme going on with my business names, right? I don't know why I did quotes, but I don't consider myself, like, a... a, a Businesswoman or like a jewelry mate or whatever, but for some fucking reason I'm doing it and it's selling. So whatever, I gotta embrace it, right? So there's this like theme going on where you know I don't know if you know of uh, the old Bob Billion saying, saying uh, the life of Riley, but it's R I L E Y. It's about yeah. this dude. Yeah, it was like living his best life, right? Like yeah, that like life of Riley. Started. Yeah, that started back in the Bob Billion era, right? So I, because mine spelled differently, I was able to do the life of Riley with my spelling. And I've always used that phrase. And so everything's basically a product of the life of Riley, right? Like I'm, I'm doing the whole Nicki Minaj thing. You got to throw your name in everything because that's how it's branded. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that works. Yeah. So, so my jewelry is called Untamed by Riley, a product of the life of Riley, right? But Untamed for sure, whatever. I love it. Um, my gin... Is called Unleashed by Riley, um, which I don't know why. Again, I don't know why the un is there. No, I, the, I like it. I mean, you know. I mean, if you drink enough gin, you will become unleashed and, oh, yeah. and untamed eventually. And unapologetic, Kate. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then um, I, my tours that I started working on, those are called Uncharted by Riley, which is all, again, the uh, product of the life of Riley. So it all works. I love it. And okay. So I'll keep you posted on Alaska. And if you come to New York at all, I mean, I live in Chelsea, which is near the West village where Kate lives. So, okay. Well, no, she moved. She left the West village. She's in Florida. I didn't know that. She's dealing with a love bug pandemic right now. I I am not a bug. I will kill a moose i'll wrestle a bear i'll do all that but the minute you put something with more than four legs next to me like snakes lizards frogs i don't mind those i'll i'll play with them all day long but something with more than four legs i freak out i squeal like a little girl and kate is it is so not even cool like what she's like there's a love bug issue in florida right but this is like she she said it perfectly like she took video and put it on her live and her windows are like blacked out from the amount of love bugs that are like, in, like they are no, that's surrounding like, um, her house. That's that, so disgusting. It's so funny because she's like, how to tell if your house is haunted and like what these bugs. And it is like, they are, they are, it is, they, love bugs are massive down there and, and, you, and you drive anywhere in it and they're all over your car, right? But this is like, they are swarming her house and her house is on a breezy intercoastal. 
Did she leave just for Corona? Like, is she coming back after or she just moved to Florida? Um, I mean, Kate, you know, Kate, Kate does what she wants to do when she wants yeah. to do it. But I think it was good for her to leave New York and get to Florida for a short little stint because she, you know, I would die in New York if I couldn't even go. Outside. Like, I don't hear that there's very large apartments up there. <laughs> I mean, they, they can be large, but the majority yeah. of apartments are, but there's no yeah. backyard or anything like that. Yeah, no, I'm not a city girl. So for me, I think she did the right thing, but yeah, I mean, I, New York, I think suits her really well too. So yeah. I'm sure she'll that. Well, you'll have to come and visit me then. Or if yeah. you're ever in New York, we'll have, oh my gosh, we'll go out and have lots of drinks. You know, she and I talked about a road trip to Alaska because she wanted to do one too. So if the three of us, oh God, you guys would have me rolling laughing. I'm like ready to go. I'm like ready. I'll, listen, I'll go anywhere at this point. I'm like you, like I kind of just pick up and go. I mean, I can do this podcast anywhere. I mean, it's not going to stop. There you go. Ever, so just give me my th- think, think about the footage you'd have. Like it'd not only be like funny comedic relief, but then there'd also be like, I mean, there'll be a bear and a Riley shitting in the woods right behind me. <laughs> It'll be like, okay, everyone, let me tell you what Riley did last night. I mean, she doesn't know I'm saying any of this, but this is what's happened. Oh, you know what? I I did a really good, I'll end it on this, right? Yeah. I did a really awesome prank with, and she doesn't even know it yet. And it's been, God, it's been like a, a little over a year. But like, there's, um, I would totally do this to you and Kate. <laughs> tell me. You guys are um, so like moose poop in Alaska is a, is a big thing, right? They turn it into jewelry. I don't do that. Um, but it's like, it's a funny souvenir. And, um, I had a girlfriend, like I have a lot of people join me on my cross country treks cause they, they want to see America and they, and you know, I can show them a good time. Right. And so I told, I was like, okay, every gas station stop, every stop we make, you know, we're doing like a little workout thing and we're going to eat healthy on this trip. Right. And she's a beautiful girl. And I was like, so don't be bringing any junk food. None of that. You know, we'll, we'll do right. And, um, she shows up and I filmed, I filmed every little clip up until her, this whole, (laughs) this whole thing went down and I was like, I'm I was filming my, like I had a friend doing it with me, right? And I was filming myself trying to find the perfect moose poop. Um, I feel myself getting, you know, going to the store, like running into bull moose on the road, all this stuff, right? And she shows up and I waited a couple of days. And finally I come into like this perfect little deal where she's, she had pulled out a bag of like snacks out of her backpack. And I was like, what the fuck is that? You know, what are you doing with that? And she's like, oh, yeah, I can't help it. Like, sweet tooth, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no. I said, I made the perfect protein bites. Like, these are awesome. <laughs> and like, my friend's in the back seat. I was like, do we still have any left? You know, she played it perfectly. She's like, I've been eating them like crazy. And she's like, I, I don't know. Let me look. And then and it was funny because she actually hands me like one in her hand. And I was like, no, no, no. Don't hand me one. <laughs> hand me the cup, right? And, I, and I'm filming this whole thing. And I had like rolled it in it was old poop and I'd rolled it in chocolate and it's wheat and grass it's nothing like too gnarly right and so it looked like the perfect little chocolate covered protein bite and she pops it in her mouth and she's like and you literally on camera hear her she's like "Mm, are you serious that's crazy I I cracked up so I didn't have the heart to tell her then 
I don't now. She's probably gonna watch this. You you would have to you would have to tell me like at least six months later, like at least. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad because then I'm like, you know what? It is. It did. It did go through that whole process, right? But honestly, it's like wheat and I mean, whatever. Remind (laughs) me. Just I will never. That's how COVID started. I, I will never eat anything you give me unless it's like in the package, unopened, with like a label on it. It was for I just ate a cricket the other day. Listen, you don't know what you're gonna eat on a road trip with me. If, Naked if you, and afraid, here I come. If you eat it first, I'll eat it. But Alaska, I, I'll go there any day with you. So I think we should plan this do road it. trip. Awesome, now, let's do it. We'll do it. I'll text you now. Where can we find you online on Instagram? Um, I'm really only on Instagram at Me the too. life of Riley. Yeah, I don't. You know, Twitter's a cesspool of hate. So Instagram is at the life of Riley, and my website's the same, thelifeofriley.com. Um, and yeah, and that's where we can find all your jewelry. Yes, yeah, I, I post a lot of my jewelry uh, creations on Instagram and in my Instagram story. So like, not to inundate too much with Instagram, but um, I usually update my website a little bit later. And I do blogs. I have Alaska information on there. Um, and my gin will be on there shortly. So Amazing. So everyone needs to follow you. Okay. Um, all right. So text me. I have your text. We'll like stay in yes. touch. Yes. Yes, please do. You're so much fun. Gina you told me you. Gina told me you were going to be great. You were Oh, good. I love her. I love you. I'll tell her all you right. said hi. All right. Thanks. And I love you guys. And you have a good, safe quarantine. Yeah. You too. Yes. And text me. Stay inside. Yeah. Enjoy enjoy your road trip. All right. I'll talk to you later. Yes. Text me. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me, and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.